welcome everybody to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Zeri Training Podcast. Hope everyone is keeping well. And uh, for those fasting, hope your Ramadan is a blessed one thus far. So you've listened to this episode. Um, If you haven't listened to previous ones, please do so, because there's quite a lot of important topics I uh, discuss, especially the previous one, as I talked a lot about Ramadan and the foods, especially um, because it's a question we get quite a lot. But you listen to this one specifically because you want to learn how to lose weight. Okay, so Prior to Ramadan, the questions that we normally typically get all year round are based around training, exercise generally, and weight loss, um, and everything in between. However, when it comes to Ramadan, it kind of changes a little bit because it's centered more around the fasting, of course, because you're fasting. So, really, there's not really going to be much change in the way we do things. It's... um, it's really just reaffirming what people, I think that you guys already know, but it's just kind of saying it to you again and again until you understand that this is what needs to be done. So first of all, before I go off there, I do need to explain fasting very briefly, okay? Now, there's a lot of outlandish claims being made on social media about fasting and its benefits in the body. Yes, it can have some positive effects. The only known one that I know, um, and the one that's got a hard evidence behind it, is its impact on insulin sensitivity. Now, if you're a diabetic, then your GP would have spoken to you about this, of course. Do not listen to what I'm saying, because I'm not a medical uh, professional. But fasting can actually help um, your insulin signaling. So when it comes to your carbohydrate tolerance and the ability to uptake them into your body and your cells, because you're fasting, you're making your cells a bit more sensitive. So when it comes to eating, you'll be able to handle the carbs a lot better after a long fast, okay? Now, really, that's the only benefit that I've come across. Now, I know there's other benefits for cholesterol that people talk about, or it's fat-burning effects, or detoxing is the other one. Yes, of course, you're going to freaking detox the body because you're not having any food. So when you've detoxed the body, you're going to get rid of a lot of waste that your body doesn't need, especially when you're not training. And also, um, caffeine's a big one because when people drink a lot of coffee, your adrenal glands take a hammering, especially if you're an avid coffee drinker like myself. So taking a break, um, you definitely feel it during Ramadan when you start to get shaky and headaches. We've all been there. This this year, it's not been so bad for me because I've not been tanning the, the coffee as I normally do. But that's another thing. So when you clear out that out of your system, your body starts to feel it. So of course, it gets detoxed, but not in the way people are... Um, talking about it because they're making it sound as if the detoxing is going to get rid of absolutely everything it's going to cleanse your soul it's going to cleanse your body well cleansing your soul I, I, I understand okay fair enough i can't really say anything there but when it comes to the body and um, that it cleanses the body and it gets rid of toxins and waste product we don't know that okay that's a load of nonsense that it's a very fancy thing and it's very universally accepted at the moment i don't know why but there's no hard evidence to show that that is the case, especially when people promote it as a an effective fat loss method. And uh, the reason being, because all you're doing in fasting, guys, is you are limiting the time that you have to eat. When you limit the time that you have to eat, you don't have the stomach to eat a lot of food in five, six, seven hours. So what ends up happening is you end up under eating slightly. Now, depending on the types of food that you have, obviously, you're going to have more calorie dense foods like your fried foods. 
but most people, including myself, when you when you know as soon as the azan hits, you 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 eat your food, so you break your fast with dates or whatever it be. Uh, you go and pray and do whatever you need to do there, and then you come back and then you stuff yourself. Okay, and I don't know anyone who's got self control. I know it kind of defeats the purpose of it being Ramadan and showing a little bit of abstinence and self control. But with myself, I struggle and I really do want to eat quite a lot. I'll admit that. And then what ends up happening is you end up filling yourself up very quickly. You get bloated, tired, you don't want to move. And you've just really stuffed yourself and you've still got quite a lot of food to eat. Now, this does happen frequently with a lot of people. It's totally fine. You're only human. Um, And when that ends up happening, you can't really eat later on because you've stuffed yourself. And because we are in the kind of the summer months, with Ramadan being at this time of the year, you've got shorter hours uh, later in the evening. So, you know, by by the time you've prayed, it's almost any time suhoor, so then you just can't really eat much, and then it's time to go to sleep. And you've kind of under-eaten because typically for most of our meals, we're looking at anywhere between kind of 700 to 1,000 calories, which is not which is a lot, yeah, but for a meal in itself, after a long day of fasting, isn't that much. Because, you know, we're looking at general kind of accepted guidelines of calories for most people being anywhere between 1,500 to 2,002.5. Now, this is not going to be the same for everyone, but most people that we come across when we get questions, they're under eating, okay? And that's how you achieve the calorie deficit because when you eat, you know, less than your body requires each day, your body will need an alternative fuel source to fuel itself. And lo and behold, in most cases, it should be body fat. But this is where most people are going wrong, is they keep their protein um, intake very, very low. That protein and muscle mass is what then ends up being used as fuel. This is the worst case scenario, okay? So the number one tip I'm going to give you straight away just now is whenever you break your fast, whatever you have for iftar, protein should be number one. Now, this can be as simple as having a protein shake with some dates and lots of water. Uh, to open your fast, you go and pray, give it about five or ten minutes, come back, and then you eat your mains and have a bit more protein in there. Okay, there is no way you're going to be able to overeat in protein unless you're eating two, three hundred grams per sitting, which is not going to be the case. Okay, so don't worry, keep your protein intake high. If we do that, we're going to keep our muscles well, protected, is the word we're looking for. But really, your muscles feed off protein, amino acids, and water. And when you've got enough in, your body's going to be fueling the muscle there. So when it comes to fat loss, when you're in the calorie deficit, your body will use fat as fuel, body fat as fuel, okay? Now, you will have a small um, loss. You'll, You'll experience a tiny bit of loss in muscle mass, which is normal, but the majority of it should be body fat, okay? But most people are not eating enough protein, and what ends up happening is they achieve the calorie deficit, they lose a little bit of weight, they flush a lot of water out of their system, and they lose quite a lot of muscle mass along with body fat as well. And this is not what you want to do, okay? Because if you want to achieve um, that kind of lean toned look, which I probably say 99% of our audience wants to achieve, you need to have a little bit of muscle in your body. Um, it's important. There's no two ways about this, unfortunately, okay? And when I say unfortunately, I, I cringe at saying that because it should be fortunately because muscle is a good thing. Okay, so we need muscle on our bodies. Anyway, right guys, so that's kind of the way fasting works. Fasting just limits the time you have to eat. It's nothing special. Okay, with Ramadan, it's got a different significance. It's, it should not be used for weight loss. But, you know, we're here to cover the weight loss element because we know a lot of people do still want to do uh, or kind of achieve their health and fitness goals. And that's where we come in. Okay. So hope that made sense. Now you're probably wondering now what I do then to lose weight because this is why you listen to this episode. So training is going to be a big thing during Ramadan because a lot of people are still wanting to train um, and they're 
probably going the wrong way about it. So number one, the first thing I would say to you is if you're weightlifting at home, the difference that we have now is because of the coronavirus, you can't go out to the gyms now. So everything is going to pretty much be done at home. So if you've got weight equipment in the house, so kettlebells, dumbbells, bands or anything like that, you do not want to be doing these when you're fasting. So during the fasting period, try your best not to train with weights. The reason being is your muscles are deprived of food, fuel, so food is fuel really, um, water and salt and fluids generally because that's what it feeds off. Um, when it's not got that in there and you start to use your muscles and lift heavy weights, your muscles will cramp up, you'll experience a bit of pain and you'll be fatigued very fast, okay? And you're not going to have a productive workout. So I would urge every single one of you listening to this just now is if you want to train during Ramadan, I did a video on this, uh, train maybe two hours, so maybe before your nighttime prayers if you can or even after. 45 minutes, you know, make this a 30 to 45 minute session, get it out of the way, you know, make sure you've got plenty of fluids and you hydrate like crazy and you can train and your product and your workouts will be a lot more productive, I can guarantee that, okay, compared to if you were fasting. So that's number one, please train when you've had food and water in you. Now, if you are wanting to train, um, body weight training is going to be the best thing here for you, okay? Now, this is um, this will be of interest to pretty much everyone. The goal during Ramadan is still going to be achieving a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight. Now, this is weight loss focused only. So if you came into Ramadan, you know, following a healthy diet, I'm doing the air quotes with my hand just now, <laughs> healthy diet, eating all the clean foods, whatever that means, um, exercising, and then Ramadan's coming, you think it's throwing you off, you're just doing the exact same thing, but you're modifying it a little bit, okay? So this could be as simple as this. Now, I'm going to be telling you what we do with clients. So you've got a bit of inside information here. So I'm just going to be spilling it all. What we typically do with the clients and our members is we get them moving as much as we can. Now, some people can't do this, but what we recommend is if you can, as close as you can to iftar time, go for a walk. Okay, if you want to do a workout, do a bodyweight workout where you're not taxing your system, burn some energy. If you've got a cross trainer, a treadmill or a bike in the house or some form of cardio equipment, go and do something for about 20 minutes. Try and keep your heart rate not as high, don't elevate it, get it moving a little bit, get it pushing, get it working really, um, but don't sweat, okay, you still want to maintain a conversation. Now what you're doing is you're burning calories, but you're not physically exerting yourself to the point that you could potentially pass out, um, you know, faint, um, and uh, have uh, bad cramps in your muscles as well, because what you're not doing is you're not training your muscles directly with weight. With body weight stuff, it's a bit less taxing on the body, because you're not you're not um, having any force from anything, you know, like a weight or something, and you can handle your body weight. So your squats, your push-ups, maybe some some wall sets, some lunges, burpees if you want. I would be careful with those ones, but really you're just moving and you're burning energy. Okay, so cardio and body weight workouts. Now the degree to kind of how difficult you want to make it is going to vary from person to person. So I would probably recommend that if you're experienced, you can get away with training a little bit more intensely. If you're still kind of new to everything, do I would probably say avoid the body weight stuff and go out for a walk, okay? So number one, try and get some form of walking in done earlier in the day. You could potentially be burning 100, maybe 200 calories. That doesn't seem like a lot. But when you open up your fast, the one to 200 calories that you've burned over the course of the day will then be taken away from what you're going to be eating. And like I said, when people struggle to eat as it is, you're going to be in a nice healthy calorie deficit. Okay, now this might seem very obvious to you guys, but I'm reaffirming that because 
it, it works because at the end of the day, it's all about how many calories are you eating versus how many calories are you burning. And if you can move, you can still be active during Ramadan, somewhat active, that's a key word, um, you will still be able to achieve weight loss because it's all about the energy you're burning versus the amount that you're taking in. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, food. Now, a lot of people have been asking us questions about the best foods to have for Ramadan and um, they're kind of worried that having a huge amount of food in one sitting is going to cause weight gain. It doesn't work that way. You may experience a jump in the scale, but that's just because you've taken in food, you've taken in a lot of carbs and water. And remember, for each gram of carbohydrate that you eat, you pull in three uh, three grams of water. So your rice, your potatoes, your breads, your pastas, you know, your wraps, your rotia, um, you know, your fried goods, like your, your pastries, your spring rolls, your smosé, all of that, they've all got some carbs in them. So when you eat carbs, your body will hold three grams of water per gram, okay? Um, that's just as fancy as it gets. So when you are fasting, you're flushing a lot of that out. And then when you eat, you're bringing a lot of that back in again. So really, that's where the fluctuation comes from during Ramadan. So don't stress about it. The only way you will gain weight during Ramadan is if you go crazy with the food. And you are, you know, breaking your fast with fried foods, then you're finishing it off with desserts. So if you're looking at desserts, you know, fruit bowls, generally fruit chats are kind of quite popular during um, Ramadan. So that's fine. But if you're going to be having, you know, biscuits and cakes and all that kind of stuff during Ramadan, then yes, you will gain weight because the calories will add up. And then when it comes to seri time, people think, okay, I'm not going to eat anything for seri, so it's fine. Not really, because you've really just overate, you know, previously. So it's not just about eating a big meal and fasting. It's about overall how many calories have you consumed. That is what determines whether you change your body shape. If you're looking in the mirror just now, guys, if you're looking down at body fat just now and you don't like what you see, it's nothing to do with a toning exercise. It's nothing to do with a certain food. It's all about how much are you moving and how much are you eating overall. Okay, you can consume all of your calories in two hours if you wanted, or you can consume all your calories in 14 to 18 hours as we would at any other time of the year. It does not matter. It's all about the total summation of calories that you've taken in and your body will then determine whether it's in a state to burn body fat. It is as simple as that, guys, okay? Now, apologies for the speaker. It's quite a set. I've got a new setup here, so it's a little bit sensitive. So apologies for any S's that I've pronounced and it's quite sharp in the ears. But um, anyway, guys, so it is as simple as that, okay? So how much are you how much are you eating? It does not matter if it's in one meal. If you are going to be calorie counting during Ramadan, you want to be consuming all of that. Um, if it's going to be to maintain or, you know, your calorie deficit to lose weight, you want to be consuming all of that in the five to seven hours that we can have to eat, okay? Please remember that because people are overcomplicating the, the weight loss process during Ramadan. They're giving it all fancy methods. Break your fast with apple cider vinegar, break it with lemon juices and all that garbage, but really it doesn't matter. You can break your fast with a fried samosa if you want and two dates <laughs> if you wanted to, okay? Then you can have your thar food, eat what you want, and as long as you're not going crazy, and then for seri time, you can have something. And if you're still in a calorie deficit, if you're still being active, you will lose weight. Okay, that is it. We are doing this with our clients. We're doing this with our members. And I'm telling every single one of you guys, it is as simple as this. Okay, so number one, be more active if you can. Okay, now during this time of the year, especially if you're in the UK at the moment, or if you're in Scotland where we are, um, very sunny. So it's going to be hard to do that. So Maybe try and do it at a time where the sun's not blaring in your face because it will um, increase your core body temperature and you will sweat a little bit and you will feel very thirsty. So if that's the case, 
then you know maybe drop us a dm and run it by us we'd be more than happy to answer any questions you guys have but you want to be doing some form of activity as close as you can to iftar because then when you've done that activity if your hunger and thirst levels are quite high you don't have long to wait until you can eat again it's kind of just common sense right so that's what i would recommend so if you wanted a body weight workout maybe some circuits that with a longer rest times because your heart rate you don't want to be elevating your heart rate too much in a fasted state okay Contrary to what fit pros or fitness beauty influencers that you're following on Instagram, guys, it may work for them, but when they start spouting out and saying that that works for everyone, it is irresponsible and very stupid, okay? It does not work for everyone. I trained fasted the other day. I just thought I'd chance it to see how my body's feeling, and I was exhausted after two, three sets. So just remember that. So leave the weights until maybe two hours after you've eaten, if you are able to do so, um, and keep body weight and any other cardio work before fasting if you can not for the purpose of oh i've not had any food in me so i'm just going to burn fat for fuel it doesn't work that way fasted cardio is a bit of a myth but really for convenience sake okay and to increase your energy expenditure because it's all about how much are you moving you guys need to start thinking about moving more as opposed to what toning exercises are there uh, toning exercises are there uh, so it's not all about yeah the weights are amazing for a woman weightlifting is brilliant it's magic but if you can't the next best thing is still going to be moving more. Okay, so just please keep active. So those are the two things I would, that was that's the first thing I'd focus on, sorry. The second thing is the food. So focus on calories overall. Don't stress about um, if I've eaten so many so much food in one sitting, am I going to gain weight? No, okay. Focus on getting in enough protein first of all, and then spread the meals out. If you can, eat, if you can only eat twice, so once for iftar and one for seti time, that's fine. Some people are saying that they don't, they've not got the stomach to eat a seri time and in most cases fair enough i can understand that because appetites are not going to be that that big anyway but for a lot of people it's because you're just bloody stuffing yourself if there then you can't eat later on in the day so be smart about it so space your meals out so you're able to meet your calorie requirements because you want to be losing weight guys but you don't want to be losing muscle as well because when you lose muscle as well you flush out a lot of water your ability to uptake carbohydrates and eat them is going to be um, lowered because muscle is amazing as it's got as the main storage point um, for carbohydrates so you want muscle and then if you are looking more for aesthetics then you, you won't get that lean and toned look you'll be quite you know to each their own and we never kind of body shame or discriminate against anyone but if anyone wants a kind of a, a tighter physique this is not not the way to do it okay if you if you are not eating enough protein and going too low in calories you'll get that kind of skinny chubby look okay if that's what people don't want to do if you have that then we are not saying it's a bad thing but we get a lot of questions about this so i do need to raise awareness around it so if you don't want to be doing that getting enough protein and don't drop calories too low okay two simple bits of advice guys very very easy to follow and you're probably wondering right okay what the hell did i waste my time 20 minutes listening to this podcast because these are the two things that actually work it's nothing magic that I've created. You know, we've been doing it with clients every year and it works. It's just the way physiology, it's just the way the body works, okay? If you look at some of the top professionals, you know, people way up higher in the industry, they're doing the exact same with their clients and they're teaching the exact same thing. It's just that it's not fancy. It's not fancy booty videos on Instagram that kind of attracts viewers and stuff. Um, you know, 
to each their own if you're into all that kind of stuff, but I don't care about any of that, okay? I just want to make sure that the information that I'm putting out for you is as real as it gets um, in various different formats, and I want everyone to be safe doing it because some people are doing crazy, ridiculous things during Ramadan. Some of them have been, you know, pitched to us as well when people are asking, and, you know, we need to be respectful, so we can't just say, what the heck are you doing? But we try to educate them. Some of them have just said, no, okay, well, this person's saying that. You don't know what you're talking about, and there's only so much we can do to help someone. But you need to be careful when it comes to training during Ramadan because when people are going crazy balls to the wall training during Ramadan in a fasted state, it's the worst thing you can do. Okay, you want to be training after you've had food in you. Um, and if you're a bit more experienced and if it's some body weight stuff, then yeah, you can do it as close as you can to if there are time. Okay, guys, so move more and just make small changes with your food. Just even increasing your protein a little bit will make the world a difference promise you that's just the way it works and if you can increase your water intake as well and um, very quickly on water guys um even myself like i struggle to drink um, water so at the moment i am the far, i've been okay this year actually but in previous years what i used to do was either put lemon in my water just to add some taste not for its magic fat burning detoxing properties um uh, and then diluting juice as well so sugar-free diluting juice is a hidden gem actually because i when i used to break my fast i used to have one date 500 milliliters of diluting juice with water, obviously, um, and then a protein shake. And then I'd go and pray, then come back and eat, and then that would be it. So if you're struggling for water, if you really, really are not getting enough, then the next best thing would be to have a little bit of diluting juice, just to get the fluids in you. Okay, guys, so that's water covered for you. But I don't want to be take up take up too much of your time. I know a lot of you are busy. If you're listening to this close to the you're probably prepping, or you're probably just woken up just now. Um, I hope everyone's getting on okay during Ramadan, but, you know, Please be careful where you get your information from. I'm not saying follow us. There's a lot of great resources out there on social media and on the internet as well. Um, but those two things, um, we do this with clients, guys. We're gonna, we're trying to push this out to everyone. Just be a little bit more active if you can. Burn a bit more calories. If weight loss is the goal, so I should have highlighted that. This really applies to those that want to still continue on with their weight loss journey. Because weight loss does not change in Ramadan. It's the same principles. It's just tweaked a little bit. So you're still moving a little bit more and you're tweaking the foods just a little bit um, and that's all you need to do. And the key behind it all is patience. You know this yourself, guys. I get impatient as well when it comes to my goals, but you need to keep your hmm, eye on the price. Um, and if, you can, if you've got the end goal in mind, if you take photos and you try and stay motivated, this is how you will um, reach your goal, okay? Now, I didn't pitch you know, our services or our members on at any point in there because you guys can do this without our help, okay? Absolutely. We probably, I'd, I'd say there's, over the last kind of um, four to five months, there have been at least 20 to 30 people that have messaged us. Uh, and to us, that's a lot. You know, every person we help is, is a massive deal to us. 20, 30 people of the followers we've got that have said that just from our advice alone, they have lost weight. They've dropped in two dresses. I think the one that we had was two dress sizes that they dropped down. One had lost about eight kilos. One had lost two stones. And that is phenomenal. Okay, so you do not need our help. But I'm going to say it just there, guys. If anyone is really, really struggling at the moment, and if weight loss is the goal, check out our member zone. £9.99 is all you have to pay per month, and you will have you know our support. You'll have the members in the, the member zone as well, workouts, nutrition, all that good stuff. You know, this I'm not saying this podcast is rendered, this pitch is rendered all that irrelevant. Absolutely not. This is not for everyone. Um, so, you know, the member zone isn't for everyone. 
if you want to just get on with it, this is why we do the podcast, because we want to give it as much free information as possible. But if you are struggling, guys, for the betterment of your health, please do get in touch on Instagram. Um, that's where we are most these days. Um, and drop us a message and tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll be more than happy to help you. There's lots of testimonials and lots of stories on there. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's make some stuff happen. But guys, two tips. That's all you need to follow. Move more. Tweak your diet a little bit. Um, I'd probably say moving more is the, the more realistic one because the diet is where people struggle with. So I know during Ramadan it's not easy. So try your best to just be a bit more active. I'm, I'm sure you can try and do that. You know, listen to this podcast. Maybe, well, it's a bit late saying it just now, but maybe listen to one of our other podcasts and go for a walk. You know, they last about 20 to 30 minutes anyway. So that's a good length that you can follow. Right, guys. So thank you very much for listening. I, you know, I really hope every one of you um, are staying safe, are st- uh, staying safe. And uh, your Ramadan's going well if you are fasting. Please look after yourselves. If there's anything that you want to ask in relation to your diet, training, nothing to do with the members owner, or, you know, personal training or whatever, we've got people here to give you help, guys. So drop us a question if you need any questions answered. If you want to run something by us or just to say hi, please do so. Drop us an update. Let us know how you're getting on. And we'll be more than happy to help you guys, okay? Please share this podcast, guys. If you know someone who could benefit from this, people are home more often now. So rather than turning on Netflix, let's let's raise a bit of awareness, educate people. If you can deal with my strong Scottish accent, um, we've got a lot of followers down south actually. So most of our content is consumed by England. So hopefully you understand what I'm saying. But um, yeah, share the podcast, guys. It would really help us grow, and we would appreciate it. But thank you very much, and I will catch up with you guys very very soon. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode. Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.